0: Hey guys, this is D. Williams again with This Comic's Life, and on this episode I'm going to be talking about what me and Steve Harvey have in common, judgmental ads on social media, and I'm bringing back a favorite of mine, which is the transgender porno joke, all right here on episode 17 of This Comic's Life. Let's check it out! With This Comics Life. Yes, I am your only host that takes his open mic comedy sets and records them and plays them back for you guys so we can ridicule and make fun of them and also say, oh, that was alright sometimes or say, man, that guy is kind of funny and I like to know this guy or I want to know this guy and now you can because here's how you know him. Through the podcast, yep, that's how you can meet me, is listening to me each week through this giant podcast of a show, yep. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in, this is D. Williams, yep, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka whoever you want to call me, <laughs> I will answer to anything, pretty much, yep. All right, so, guys, we have a great show for you in store. Um, I'm going to be talking a lot about different comedy sets, uh, showing you one in particular, uh, which is at a uh, new set. It was, um, well, I will say it was at the library, but it was somewhat new material, but I had to obviously end it with a huge closer, which is my ever-popular transgender porno joke. Yep, it's it's actually pretty good. It's probably one of my... Uh, Uh, heavier or good bits that kind of goes over pretty much uh, every time. It's one of those bits where, um, you know, it's a good bit, but sometimes, you know, it can go a little rocky because, you know, obviously I'm talking about transgender porno. So uh, sometimes people are like, yeah, I'm into it. And other times they're like, ugh. What? Don't talk to me about that. Why don't you make some funny observation about flowers or fucking uh, tigers or something? (laughs) Not fucking tigers. I mean, you know, they don't want to be talking about transgender. I'm sure they don't want to hear a joke about, uh, you know, two tigers fucking. I'm sure they don't want to hear that either. (laughs) Please tell us about a joke that doesn't involve tigers or having sex. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) People are weird. And so am I. But, uh, yeah, I've been definitely doing a lot of different sets. Um, I've been kind of palling around with my friend uh, Anthony Mojica. If you guys didn't check out that last episode of mine, definitely check out that. You'll be hearing a lot of him. Uh, I talked to him a little at length. (laughs) It was definitely a big conversation. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot about different things. It's, It's funny how, like, you know, you can just... When you've had a few libations, and we definitely had a little bit, I noticed when I was recording it or, or editing it, it was we would talk about one thing and then that would spark something else. So we would jump off into that thing and then that would spark something completely different. So we would jump off into that. And then, like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, weren't we supposed to be talking about this? And we never ever talked about that because we were so jumping off to different things. We were just doing other topics and as soon as one topic would spark another topic we would just get into that and then we'd be like okay never go back to the other topic that we were supposed to be talking to and I'm like oh man like the editor in me is like dude you guys fucking drunk you guys need to sh- god damn it <laughs> stop doing this and we need to re- re-record all of this but like the purist and you know comedian in me is like oh man this is great because you know it's so you know just like a real conversation, especially if two of people have had a few beers and also, you know, a few other things. <laughs> it was not anything nefarious. It's not like we like huffed cat piss or anything. No, it was just, you know, the sweet, sweet Chiba. But. I digress. Uh, anyway, like a lot of things this week uh, and, and a few other weeks, uh, I've been just grinding it out, you know, doing trying to do some new bits, but also, you know, hitting up the bits that I know that are, you know, good, solid premises like this transgender joke, you know, like the uh, domesticating alien bit and like, you know, other jokes. <laughs> I will say it was kind of good because, like, Uh, recently, the Jungle Book came out on DVD, the new Jungle Book version, you know, with the live action and everything, and uh, that gave me a chance to bust out my old uh, premise of uh, Mowgli and his loincloth never falling off through the entire movies, and how it's unrealistic as fuck, but then... That's the beauty of the DVD world is that I get to bring it back. A time sensitive joke that was only really good for the movies now gets one little extra push because there's a DVD out. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe if I uh, you know, get a, a second Jungle Book movie coming out, I can bring it back, but until uh, you know, the DVDs kind of kind of run out dry, um I'm probably going to have to exit sometime soon. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I wish I didn't because it's a good bit, but I have to because, you know, people can only listen to, uh, you know, pop culture bits for so long before they end up being stale and going like, ugh. The hipsters are, like, taking off their monocle and, you know, twisting their handlebar mustache going, Hmm. That movie came out six months ago, and he is talking about it like it came out three months ago. What is that all about? <laughs> snuff, 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 snuff. snuff, snuff. ha 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 Snifting their their brandy sniffers. I don't know if that's what it's called. Snifting, which is like the actual like twirling of the the brandy. You know, you actually kind of do that with wine as well, where you kind of like swirl it so you can bring out the tannins and the bouquet and the aromatics. I know I've been to a few wine tastings. <laughs> What? A white guy going to wine tastings? I've never heard that before. That's too crazy for me even to think about. <laughs> yep, but bullshit. That Speaking of wine tastings, what's the deal with just tasting it? Why do we have to call it a tasting and be all uppity going, Mmm, do you, do you taste the... Uh, fragrance do you taste the wood oakiness of this do you taste that the bark was made from a cedar that held the wine hmm? did you taste that do you taste notes of coffee hmm? and then you spit it out and then you actually don't drink it like fuck that if i'm gonna pay 50 dollars just to taste wine uh somebody Come and punch me in the nuts. Brad Williams or Wee Man or somebody, you know, that's a, a small person, a little person. Just come and run and hit me square in the nuts if I'm going to pay $50 just to taste wine and not actually drink it. Because I think that's the whole point of uh, drinking wine to begin with and going to wineries is to fucking get drunk. And I'm not trying to t- say that I'm like a huge lush or that like I have a problem. <laughs> Maybe I do. But I'm just saying, like, I'm... If you're going to pay money, why just taste something? Like, we don't do that with food. I'm not going to pay $60 to just taste a steak and taste some lobster. No, I'm going to fucking eat that lobster. (laughs) And I don't need all that butter. I'm just saying, like, $60 doesn't need to have, like, you know, a pound of butter next to it. It just can be lobster, and it can also be just a nice steak. (laughs) Anyway... Getting back to uh, wine, and who drinks wine, and who's also being uh, hipstery, is hipsters in general. Man, I have run into hipsters so much this week, and I can always tell who is a hipster and who isn't, because the one thing that points out a hipster is they can't decide what weather they're dressing in. Like, they don't know what season it is. Hipsters are totally oblivious to seasons. They can totally wear, like, a beanie and tank tops and shorts with Uggs on the bottom, and you're like, okay, like, your torso is saying it's summer, but your head and feet are saying it's winter? What the fuck is going on here? Like, everybody is dressing like their fucking Punky Brewster or got dressed in the dark, and... Is that what being a hipster is? Because I've been doing that all my life, and I feel like I've been a huge dork my whole life when it comes to outfits and my, like, dress appearance. Like, I always feel like everything that I am dressing like is always, like, two, you know, fashion trends off. They're always, like, you know, way behind the fashion curve. Like, I'm not the tastemaker. I'm not the trend center when it comes to, you know, (laughs) shirts and pants and shoes. Like, I'm definitely, like, uh whatever the trendsetters don't want, I'll wear. That's what I'm into. (laughs) Oh, it's like jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, when is that not getting going out of style? Sign me up. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, I swear I've ran into so many douchebags today or this week that have definitely worn like a beanie and a tank top with also like board shorts. And you're like, dude, What the fuck? (laughs) Are you going into the pool or are you trying to, like, you know, go to the slopes? Because the slopes aren't there, brother. This is summer. Like, I get the tank top and I get the board shorts, but where, why are you wearing the Uggs and why is your head so cold? It's not like you even have, like, a bald head like mine. You're wearing, like, fucking, like, four feet of dreads. So, if anything, your head should be warm all throughout the year. You don't even need to wear a beanie, bro. (laughs) and women are even more like that like it's like totally like okay i'm going to wear like four different shirts but each shirt is going to be thinner than the first one even though the the one that's on the bottom like was basically just like the the pair of underwear that you you know wear when it's your last pair of underwear to wear <laughs> Like, that's the, how thin some of these shirts are, is where you're like, dude, I don't even think that's underwear. I don't even think that's cotton. I think that's just a piece of rubber, like, kind of mixed with some, like, lint that's left over from your, like, you know, dryer. <laughs> like, your dryer created that pair of underwear that you're wearing right now. And that is the, like, amount of, like, that's the layer of thinness that's, like, starting the first layer of these girls' shirts. And... I don't understand. Like, every girl wants to have an old woman sweater on top of all these ratty shirts. Like, every girl, I swear, not every girl, but a large majority of girls, especially hipster girls, they want to look like they're homeless and also 65 and also 22, like, simultaneously. It's like, I'm going to, like, try to look young, but also wear, like, the clothes of a homeless 65-year-old hobo, but also have it be made by, like, Dolce & Gabbana. (laughs) It's, like, such a weird, like, conundrum where you're like, okay, that shirt looks like you ripped it off a homeless bum, but you paid $80 for it. Okay, that's interesting. Why don't you just get it from a homeless bum? Because that's the thing. If you did get it from a homeless bum... First, it would smell, not like Dolce & Gabbana. (laughs) I think that's what really is uh, what's holding us back from uh, fashion is that it is smelling and not smelling. If we could just wash these homeless people's clothes, we could definitely make a fortune because people would just sell them. If you could wash these clothes, homeless people, I know you have iPods. I know you have, you know, cell phones, even though you don't have a house. I know you're listening in some capacity. It's, it's true. People, it's weird. Homeless people, I swear to Christ, have cell phones all the time. I don't know how, but they have them. So I'm assuming they're listening to podcasts, and I'm assuming they're listening to mine. But homeless people, if you know what's good for you, um, obviously you don't <laughs> when it comes to uh, your living situation. But here's how to get out of that situation. Start selling your clothes. All you need to do is just wash them first. Go to the laundromat, wash them, but then find the next like, you know, 28-year-old like girl that's like holding, you know, a teacup poodle or something that's wearing ugg boots. Just go up to her and go like, "Hey, do you want a, you want this nice little clothes and I could sell you some of these clothes." and just give me a dollar. And then she'd go, what? okay, here's a dollar." And then, instead of her just giving, you know, a homeless person a dollar, you give her back a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> and then, you will make a million dollars if you run into a million stupid bitches. <laughs> Do it, guys. Do it. Now, that's that's my one, um, you know, task for all of you guys. Even if you're not homeless, you know, just... Take all the clothes that you don't want and then go sell them to somebody stupid for 10 times more. (laughs) Oh, man, I am retarded. Isn't it weird that you can't say that word anymore? And you know what's even weirder is that I've had so many people give me shit. And the people that are giving me shit for it don't know anybody that's retarded. Don't have anybody in their, like, immediate family that's retarded. And not even that. I'm not even talking about, like people with special needs or autistic people or down syndrome. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about people that are slow people that don't do critical thinking people that are solely there just for you to give orders to. I have so many people in my day job that do this. They're just, you know, if you tell them to do a task and that task doesn't involve each and every minute step, they won't do those each and every minute step. If you just say, Hey, do this and it doesn't involve each little thing. They're just going to do the bare minimum of what that is. And that's the thing about like critical thinking. Like it's so stupid. Like it's so it's such a common sense thing that people just don't do. Like if you said to somebody like, "Hey, um I need you to deliver a package to UPS." If that UPS address isn't right there in front of them, they will be like, uh, well, where's the UPS store? And you're like, here's a, here's a thing. It's called the internet, bro. Look it up. But that's the thing. They're not there to look up the address to the nearest UPS store. They want to be told what the address is to the nearest UPS store is because they're retarded. They're not in it to like go well okay this person told me UPS let me just take the initiative and the fortitude that I have in my head and go hmm well how can I find that address I know there's a thing called the internet that has fucking everything I will look it up there now believe me in 20 years ago Maybe it would be a little harder for that person to go, well, where's the nearest UPS store? And first of all, 30 or 20 years ago, maybe they'd probably be like, what the hell is a UPS store to begin with? (laughs) But I'm assuming they know what UPS is, so I don't have to go over with that with them, But when it comes to what UPS store or where the UPS store is, they're like, uh, I couldn't do the one task you asked me to do because you didn't hold my hand and do it actually for me. (laughs) And I get it. That's the thing. People are not motivated. They don't give a shit. There's no repercussions. If they don't do this task, they don't get fired. And if they do do the task, they don't get promoted. So they're thinking to themselves, why do it at all? And the fact, that they get to keep their job or that they have pride in their job, that's not into their, that doesn't come into their mind. That does not enter the mind of an idiot or retard. What enters their mind is how can I do the least amount of work for the most amount of money? That's what I'm talking about when it comes to retards. And I fucking hate these people because I am working and constantly around them nonstop. (sighs) Oh, And I swear, they always ask the most mundane, stupid questions that they already know the answer to. Like, people, I swear, ask questions just to bring up conversation. And it's like, dude, we don't need to talk about questions that already have answers to. Let's talk about questions that don't have answers yet. Like, if we... Like I swear, I tell them about my like stand-up comedian, like or my stand-up and my open mics and stuff. And then of course, and I've told, I've I've made this into a bit. It kind of really doesn't work yet, but I've had it said on 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 a few open mics. And maybe I'll play it for you guys. I think I might have had it played it or, uh, before, and I've talked about this. But it's the fact that like I've had so many people come up to me and go, "What's it feel like to bomb, man? What's it feel like to bomb on stage?" And you're like, uh. Dude, you don't you can't empathize? You can't feel for yourself like, I don't know, what would it feel like for you if you went on the stage and tried to tell a bunch of jokes and then and, and nobody laughed? Just tell me how you think that would feel. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess it feels pretty shitty. Well, maybe it feels kind of shitty to me too. <laughs> oh man. And now I swear, like every time when somebody asks me a dumb question, and that's the one thing I hate is that there's so many teachers back in my day, and every time I've heard it, I've been like, this is so stupid. I've never thought of this. I've never thought this is a true statement. But people go, oh, there's no stupid questions. There's just stupid answers. Or there's no dumb questions, just dumb answers. Or there's no dumb questions at all. Just And they leave it at that. And you're like, okay, there are dumb questions out there. If I talk to you about fire safety for an hour, and then you ask me what a fire extinguisher is after that hour, you are that's a stupid question, and you're a stupid person. <laughs> if I tell you about how to save a person's life from drowning for an hour, and then you ask me what CPR is afterwards, that's a stupid question, and you're a stupid person. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Those are stupid questions, and people will be like, oh, still, they need to ask it. And if you're asking that after you've heard somebody talk about something for an hour, then you never really listened to them. You didn't pay attention. And if you ask a stupid question like that, that's when we should all go, hey, look at that dude. We should fire this guy don't let them sign up for uh, Lifeguard or Fire Extinguishers or anything like that. Like, this guy hasn't been paying attention at all. And he's a dumbass. <laughs> so let's get rid of this guy. But no, we can't get rid of all these dumbasses because why? They're trying their best. Blah, blah, blah. Well, fucking, I've been trying my best and I'm still a loser. So why should I still think like, oh, well, I should be a winner because I'm trying my best. no. I should be thinking to myself, clearly my best is not good enough. I am still a fucking loser, so I need to do better than my best because if I do better than my best, maybe I will now not be a loser because right now I've been doing my best, and here's where I'm at. (laughs) I'm at a point where I can't figure out what a fire extinguisher is, I don't know what CPR is, and I don't know what a joke is. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway... Let's get into what we came here for. And that is the open mic comedy scene of yours truly. And it's another great one from the library right here in downtown Long Beach, California. If you guys want to ever check it out, it's on Wednesday nights. Hosted by the beautiful and ever-talented April Lachaw. Lachaw yep uh apparently every girl that does come that does comedy needs to have a really weird name at the end <laughs> and I mean last name. I don't know how to talk right now anyway, but uh let's get into my set and we'll get back afterwards to talk all about what worked and what didn't on this set right here on this comics life. All right guys, let's do this.
1: Okay, we're going to keep it going. We're just going to power right through. Guys, we have another very funny gentleman coming up to the stage. Please welcome him. Tell us some great jokes. Daryl Williams. Yeah, yeah.
0: How you guys doing? All right. Uh, have you guys ever Googled yourself? Yeah. Of course, everybody has. But what's even weirder is when you not only Google yourself, but you'll press the image button. Because that's even... More awesome because then you know exactly what the world thinks you should look like. Because I do it all the time, and recently I googled myself and pressed image, and every single person that came up looked exactly like Steve Harvey. <laughs> and I understand, like Daryl Williams does, kind of sound a little ethnic. But what's even weirder is that if you Google Steve Harvey and then press images, you'll get Steve Harvey. I'm not stupid. I mean, Google's not stupid either. But if you Google Steve Harvey non-comedian and you press images, every single person that comes up looks exactly like me. <laughs> Steve Harvey and I should just switch things. I know he's a big, big famous star, but I'm sure he could still work with Daryl Williams. Anyway, have you guys also noticed that uh, the ads on social media are getting judgmental as fuck? Like, we all know that, like, the ads are catered to our searches. You know, if you search camping, you're going to get ads for, like, tents. And, you know, like, small boys to go camping with you. (laughs) You don't get that. (laughs) But what you do get when you Google VR three-way, is a bunch of ads later saying, do you need affordable uh, psychiatry? Do you need affordable like therapy? And you're like, Google, I already have my mom judging me on Facebook. I don't need ads Googling and like judging me on Facebook as well. Like, I just have one person. So stop with the judgments. Like, I'd be fine if I just saw fleshlights and, you know, VR and, like, you know, blow-up dolls. Like, that's fine. Like, that's legitimate ads if you're going to be Googling, you know, weird VR stuff. And it's not even that weird. You know, VR is the wave of the future. But porn is going to pull that into the into the present. You know, porn is the technology or is the, the father of every technology. You know, porn brings everything in. I don't know where I was going with it. But I love porn. (laughs) Uh, I went down a porn rabbit hole recently, and I didn't know that I was going down it until about four minutes into the porn. But I recently ran into my first transgender porn. And I didn't know I was in a transgender porn until about four minutes in. But I'm not judging. It's not like it shouldn't exist. It should just be described better. Because what the video was called was Hot Chick Takes a Big Dick. Now, I'm all for being a heterosexual male like hot chicks. And of course, to be honest, I'm into big dicks, too. Because if you're going to have to choose small ones or big ones, you're going to have to choose big ones. So, I'm doing the deed, and like I say, about four minutes in, said hot chick says this thing.
1: Mm.
0: Give me that big dick Where my big dick used to be And, of course, I still finished But afterwards, I came to a conundrum Because I was thinking to myself, like I don't think that girl is actually a transgender woman Because I've seen transgender vaginas And they do not look like that woman And that's the one thing about porn Is that they lie It's never anything that you want But, uh, yeah Here's a tip, ladies. If you ever want a guy to stop having sex with you immediately, just whisper in his ear, give me that big dick where my big dick used to be, and you'll see him jump right off you. All right, guys, take it.
1: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is
0: now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, guys, wasn't that amazing? Yes, it was. I know it was. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Uh, The first bit was a new bit that was, um, you know, I was actually talking about this with uh, Anthony, and he actually gave me a lot of chunks of this because he originally was, like, telling me, Hey, you know what? Your, <laughs> your name sounds like a guy that dresses up just like Steve Harvey. Some You know, some guy that has like a three-piece suit. You know, somebody that's, you know, dapper. That's, you know, nice. And like, you know, a, a, an older black gentleman <laughs> with a means. You know, and maybe like a pinky ring or something. <laughs> but like, we go <laughs> later, I look up my name with, uh, you know, the images, and it's true, he was correct, it was exactly what we thought, I looked exactly like a bunch of older black guys that looked exactly like Steve Harvey, it's amazing, because, and I know, I know I have a black name, but this is the biggest chunk of, like, how I can, like, you know, make this funny without just being like, hey, a lot of people mistake me for being black. blah blah blah. like that premise didn't go over well like people weren't into that idea like and it's true people have mistaken me for being black only because they read my name and assume I'm gonna be black but then they go oh wait this isn't a black guy oh I'll just keep that close to the vest but one time I did have somebody tell me it and from then on I was just like that's weird (laughs) I wonder why he told me that but I had a um potential boss and this was when I was like 16 years old and I went and applied for Togo's and the Togo's uh, boss came up to me after about 15 minutes because the interview start time or I was supposed to be there at 9 30 sharp you know like right before this the uh you know store opened and stuff and uh I get there and I'm standing outside you know for about 15 minutes waiting you know, not really seeing anybody, you know, greet me at the door, but I, I kind of see somebody in the back. So, like, you know, I knock and everything, but I just don't get any answer for about, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then finally, this guy comes and opens up the door and goes, are you Daryl Williams? And I said, yes, I've been standing out here for 20 minutes. I almost thought that, uh, you know, we weren't going to have an interview. And he's like, oh, that's crazy because I was waiting for a black guy. <laughs> and From then on, I was like, oh, everybody thinks that uh, they read Daryl Williams and they think black because it was one person. (laughs) But that's the thing. I still got the job. So maybe it was only because of, you know, me being not black. Who knows? Maybe he just felt guilty or something. (laughs) Or maybe he just needed, you know, some 16-year-old that needed, you know, that could wash dishes. (laughs) And I'm sure that's more it (laughs) because that's all I did. Anyway, but... uh, I just feel like, you know, it is interesting because I have Googled myself, and I have thought, like, man, what is this? And you know what's even weirder? I did actually Google Steve Harvey, non-comedian, and a lot of white guys come up. A lot of guys with goatees and glasses. Some are bald, some aren't. But, yeah, Steve Harvey, that guy is definitely not a black guy if you look him up. (laughs) I'm sure that's the thing. Steve Harvey, he's probably, like, the whitest black guy you'll know. probably meet and i'm sure a lot of people meet him (laughs) i haven't but it would be interesting if i did ever meet him to just be like hey man my name sounds a lot like what you look like and your name sounds a lot like what i look like (laughs) and him just going hmm you are a weird white boy and then just walks off (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a good premise, and um, I I definitely need to make it a little faster. Uh, This was one of the first times I ever said it, so I'm just just trying to figure out, like, you know what to say, how to say it, what the word is, you know, what the wording of all these things are. And that's the hardest part, is trying to figure out how to say it. And the first time, you know, you're trying to just get it out. But the second time, it's like, okay, that didn't work, so I'll leave that sentence out, but I'll put it maybe in a new sentence, and then that doesn't work. (laughs) So it's just that idea of just figuring out what sentences work with the sentences that already do work, you know, How do you build off of stuff that's already working and throw in stuff that's, you know, new, but also, you know, is potentially going to make it better, not worse? (laughs) I've had that happen to me sometimes, too, where I'll have a bit and a premise, and you know, for some reason, I'll just make it a little bit wordier, for some stupid reason, or I'll get off track, and I'll ta- start talking about something else, and suddenly, that tight bit turns flat, because I made it turn flat, I lengthened it where it needed to not be lengthened, or I started talking about some diatribe where it was like, oh, dude, you should just kept on track with the story, don't talk about, like, you know, beach balls all of a sudden, just stay with the gender jokes. <laughs> or just stay with the joke that you're originally talking about. Anyway, I just I just do that a lot of times and I got to get away from that. But this also new other new bit was uh staying on the Google side of life. <laughs> staying on the Google side of life. I do that a lot. Um but it is one of those things where you i i swear i don't know if it's just me but i've been noticing so many times that uh you know after you start searching a bunch of you know just random stupid stuff that you would search on the internet if you didn't have you know uh a lot of prying eyes <laughs> over your shoulder, <laughs> and uh you know you start searching for dumb things like you know porno or you know v r goggles or you know uh kitten uh brushes that you can hold in your mouth <laughs> and uh you know suddenly the ads that you see on social media will be catered to whatever you've been searching for. And I swear, I've started getting a bunch of ads telling me, have you looked into affordable psychiatry? Have you felt about going to see a therapist? (laughs) And I haven't been looking up therapy, or like depression, or any of those types of things. All I've been doing is searching up weird you know, cats and porn and whatnot, and people are like, dude, you got a problem. And when I say people, I mean the ads that create That are created by Google. That algorithm, that AI machine, is is judgmental as fuck. That AI is crazy because he's now thinking, like, hmm, out of all of these searches, if you search A, B, and C, and D, and those all add up to uh, something weird, then I'm going to tell you, hey, you need to go see some help. (laughs) Or maybe, just maybe, it's my demo, too. You know, like... You know, old <laughs> old. <laughs> I went straight to being old. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you know, uh, you know, thirty year old white male, uh, maybe that is like one of those like, you know, red flags for uh psychiatry or something like, Hey, this guy's had too much privilege, he needs to go get some help. <laughs> and I really haven't had that much privilege. I mean I guess because I am living in where I am and whatnot, but uh I wouldn't call that because I'm white. <laughs> Anyway, but, uh, yeah, it is weird how, like, you know, you don't get, like, fleshlights or whatever. But maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe, uh, you know, fleshlights don't need advertising. They just sell themselves. (laughs) But uh, psychiatry, they need a little help from Google. You know, throw us in front of some eyes that are, uh, you know, people that could use some help. (laughs) But the fact that the AI machine that is controlled by Google is telling me I need help is is really something profound because um who's you know, I'm not saying I couldn't use it. Uh who couldn't use a little therapy now and then or somebody to at least uh you know listen, feign interest and uh you know listen to you for a little bit <laughs> besides, you know, your family and friends. But uh I do feel like sometimes it would be cool to have like an AI therapist you know so why not have it be the complete you know thing that Google is trying to do you know instead of trying to tell us that we need to uh you know that I need therapy uh just start giving it to me Google come on now stop like advertising it and just give it to me you know let me take you know some sort of st- survey or you know After, you know, I've searched a bunch of weird stuff, send me a nice little portfolio telling me, like, what's it really mean and what I should really be doing with my life. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Maybe they should start Googling, like, hey, have you tried a hobby? Have you tried going outside? Have you tried not looking at the computer for a little bit? Hmm? <laughs> oh, I'd like to see those ads on Google, like the ads of nature. Have you seen a tree? <laughs> Go outside. We are advertising to live life beyond this computer. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to definitely see, like, you know, you're just scrolling on Facebook, and you just see, you know, after your fourth or fifth post on, like, a cat video, and uh, or somebody, you know, spouting some diatribe about clinton or trump being awesome or not awesome or whatever and then like the fourth thing is just you know an ad for a tree that just says have you seen me lately (laughs) have you gone outside in a few no why not try it (laughs) oh man well Hopefully people are outside listening to me right now because that's what I like to do a lot is, uh, you know, go visit nature, go take a hike, go take a walk, go ride a bike when I had a bike. <laughs> but, uh, you know, do those things, but also, you know, have some headphones in, listen to somebody else, listen to a, an audiobook, you know, listen to, you know, something, but also be with nature. Like, why not? That sounds great. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys do the same, so I won't get into that, but (laughs) it is weird that people need to be told to do this now instead of it just being something that they would want to do regardless, you know. Nobody had to tell me back in the day when I was a kid, hey, you should go outside and ride your bike. I was the one that's like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And uh, in fact, I got to be told, hey, stop doing this. You're going to have to be home eventually. (laughs) You can't just go ride your bike and be outside all the time. (laughs) But maybe that was me. Maybe that was uh, the generation I grew up in is, uh, you know. But I also had video games and things that kept me inside. But... I was very bored when it came to doing something 8 hours a day or 12 hours a day. Even like like the right, bike riding involved like, you know, a pickup game of football or over the line or, you know, something that involved like, you know, other things besides bike riding. But that's a it's weird how you have to tell kids to do the things that you would just do back in the day because that was the only thing you could do (laughs) maybe that's the thing there's just too many other options out there now so it's like you got to remind kids like hey there's other things out there besides the thing that you just saw that came out you know six months ago (laughs) there needs to be always those new things and you know hoverboards and all that crap and Maybe it, maybe it's a longevity thing. Maybe in 50 years we'll still see them, but I doubt it. I'm sure there will still be bikes around, but there won't be any more hoverboards. Why? Because they've all exploded. <laughs> all right, let's get into the last bit. The last little bit is, of course, the uh, <laughs> what maybe kind of sparked the uh, ad's being judgmental was, you know, being mistaken for a regular porn, but it turns out to be a porno for transgender people. And this is true, too, because I guarantee you the fact that porn is always a lie and that, you know, sisters are never really hooking up with sisters and, um, you know, stepmoms aren't really hooking up with their stepsons because they're really not even married or related to one another. They met earlier that day. (laughs) And, like... You know, it's just a, one of those things that they like to do. They like to, you know, provide a fantasy or whatever. So I think this is now just the new fantasy. is like, ooh, I want to watch a, you know, porno about girls that used to be dudes. But, you know, technically they were girls forever. And, like, I think... They're just saying it to do that one thing where it's like, this is another spin-off on the pizza, you know, premise or whatever. Any of those premises that porno have is they like to lie and they like to like set up this, you know, fake scenario and it's all fake. But why not, you know, point out that it's fake and point out that it's still funny as hell. And like, <laughs> I just like, the, the tag itself, like, you know, give me that big dick where my big dick used to be. Like, I swear, that that line, right, is always funny as hell to me. <laughs> and just to imagine, because just to hear people, like, and it's a good build-up, like, this is a good story to build. And it's always, I would say, it usually, usually, without a doubt, gets a, a good-sized laugh when you hit them with that line. And I will say this is probably one of my best bits where it comes have where it has a ending <laughs> because a lot of my bits don't have endings. And I'll say that, that this bit it has a good ending where you just bring it back. You know, you just bring back, Hey ladies, here's a little tip <laughs> and you go and you just say the line again. And it's that that, I feel like, is a good way to end it, and, and I like that this is a good ending, but, you know, I wouldn't say it's, like, this huge, raucous closer, but I would say it's a good thing to end the show on, <laughs> especially when it's, you know, just five minutes, and you've been doing, up until that point, all new material, so, you know, this is a good time to, like, bring in something that might be, has been thought about a little bit, and has been known to laugh for a little bit, <laughs> it is, uh, one of those things where, you know, it just, just gets better with age and it gets, you know, more, more people, uh, going, Hey, that guy wasn't that bad, <laughs> but I will say it did make an older woman leave as soon as uh, I was done. And I'm always, f- <laughs> I'm always a fan of, uh, having my jokes, uh, clear out the audience. Yep. <laughs> it's always fun. But, uh, it's it's interesting because I said this and everybody was laughing at the end and when I was putting up the mic, you know, I, I saw a lot of young people laughing and then there was one older lady in their back and she was, you know, probably sipping on some chamomile or whatever and, like, she just gets up after my show and you could tell, like, she gave me that look like, you just offended me, sir. <laughs> and then just walked out. You know, but who knows? Maybe she, you know, shitter depends or something and had to leave really quick or whatnot i don't know or maybe she just found out like you know her fourth husband died (laughs) but whatever was the case uh she ended up leaving and who's to say uh, it was because of me uh i guess i'll just say it myself i think it was because of me (laughs) uh anyway it's a it was a good it was a good set um i think i'll be bringing back a few of those things back of course the uh you know closer i'll definitely bring that back (laughs) But, uh yeah, uh, thanks again, guys, for uh, tuning in, and you guys, I have a little bit of a, a little treat for you. Before we wrap all this stuff up, before we wrap this whole complete episode into a nice little bow and a package, I have another lost, deleted scene from another love story, rom-com, one of the greatest romance movies of our generation, When Harry Met Sally as played to you by Marvin the Martian and Meg Ryan. This is going to be good. Let's check it out. And action.
1: So what do you do with these women? You just get up out of bed and leave? Affirmative. Well, explain to me how you do it. What do you say? You know, I tell them I'm taking over a world, or enslaving a galaxy, or I have a squash game. You don't play squash. They don't know that. They've just experienced the human reproductive act with me. That's disgusting. I know. Isn't it lovely? You know, I'm so glad I never got involved with you. I just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at 3 o'clock in the morning and go clean your andirons. And you don't even have a fireplace. Not that I would know this. Ooh, I've got to use that. But hey, this isn't about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. Hey, I'm not a human. Get one thing straight. Plus, I don't feel great about this. Of course not. You're out the door too fast. The female species has brought this upon themselves. No female has spoken negatively about this Martian. I will say to you, I believe they have a satisfactory time. How do you know? What do you mean? Like mind reading? Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they are untruthful about the amount of pleasure that they receive from human reproduction? It's possible. That's most upsetting. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they have not expressed those feelings around me. How do you know? Because I ran a pleasure response test while I was performing Cortis on them. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. I am not. Wait, yes I am. I am a male, but what does that equate with? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. I have done the math, and my deludium Q34 space modulator says that statistically, the male species actually performs more falsities for the reproductive climax. What do you say about that, huh? Oh. Uh. Do you need medical assistance? Oh. Uh, are we having quarters? Oh. Mm. Mm. Uh, oh God. I see that you're palpitating. Ooh. Oh God. Uh, oh. I don't feel anything. Oh. I see that you're expressing pleasure, oh. but where are we doing? Oh God. Uh, oh, you're oh. right there. I see oh. what you're doing now. Oh. Oh, oh, oh God! Oh, yes, 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 yes! Ah. Oh, oh yes! Come on, yes. isn't that a yes. little overdramatic? Oh. Yes. All right, yes. get it. You yes. got a lot of male yes. palaces. Yes. Just yes. stop. Oh, oh. Uh, oh. Are you finished? Oh, God. All right, I see your point. Where do you think, old lady? I'll have what she's having. (laughs)
0: oh yeah man wasn't that great i know guys (laughs) what another stupid impression by yours as truly yep but uh yeah i'll be bringing you more love stories or love scenes from our favorite rom-coms with yours truly marvin the martian thank you all again for tuning in to this week's episode of this comics life yep it's another amazing episode in the books, but uh, tune in next Monday guys for a whole new episode. Who knows? There's going to be a lot more stand-up. There's going to be maybe a sketch or two who knows, maybe even a guest. So you'll just have to tune in and figure it out. But if you guys want to write and subscribe and do all the things that follow me on social media, just go to this comics life or you can go to the Twitter and follow me at the D stories, or you can write me an email that says all the, these lovely things in a nice little format you can do that at this comics at gmail.com all right guys tune in and share and follow and do all those things that make this show possible and um yeah definitely um tune in next week and thanks again and peace out